Hakuna Matata, everyone, and welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. We've had a super silly morning over here, and my name is Reese, the host of the show, along with the CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group, my best pal in the world, Christian Webb. Say what's up! I can't wait for y'all to check out this badass shirt I'm wearing. You so Christian, for those of you that are listening in, Christian is wearing a penguin shirt and I'm staring I'm gonna be staring at it all day. So if you if you find that I'm distracted on this cast, you'll know why. Today we are accompanied by our good friend Mr. Matthew French, aka Chewbacca. Say what's up in your best way. <laughs> that is that is the best intro we have ever had on Business Legends. Thank, thank I like you, to make an impression. I like to you impression. you are you you have succeeded, my friend. Matthew here. <laughs> Uh, works at UNC Charlotte yep. as a career advisor slash counselor slash master of the universe. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, fellas, thank you for having me. I've had a blast this morning. So yeah. I'm excited to get into some topics. You're gonna have to teach me how to do the, the Chewbacca roar. I mean, you're that I absolutely can't. perfect. It's it was a God given gift. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it's something it's something you're just born with. Like you can't you can't I can't teach it. it. You yeah. know, you I heard it on a McDonald's commercial when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I just like started, started doing, doing it. it. You, and you've been doing it for. 20 years now. So, yeah. I mean, so you've had 20 years of practice on these, which you're getting. I now. walk around our office and do it. I do yeah. it in presentations. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, I think you're coughing and making sure. Yeah. <laughs> this, this sh- oh, I, I did like a. I did, I did like a parrot noise. I, I was like, was that a pigeon? I, I give up. I give up. Well, I'm not. I'm no good at it, I suppose. So, so UNC Charlotte. So, Matthew, why don't you cover a little bit about um, how you got into career advisement particularly, and uh, then we'll kind of touch into, in, into what it's like on a day-to-day basis. Sure, man. Yeah. So uh, what I do at UNC Charlotte is I do career advising with students, so helping them figure out where they want to go in life, all that fun stuff. Um, but what I've really been focusing on recently is helping employers. So everything from your large 500 corporation, whatever, to your entrepreneurial starting out, to nonprofits, getting connected with students, branding with students, getting that talent uh, I mean, right now is a job seekers market, so it's yeah. super competitive trying to find good talent with the skills they're looking for. Um, I kind of got into career advising. I was a communication major, undergrad, graduate degree. I was like, well, I don't know what to do with my comm major, so <laughs> I'll go to grad school. I don't think your plight is is particularly abnormal there. I think a it lot of people not. struggle with, with finding You were really right. good at communication? Yeah. I know, okay. right? My yeah. dad was always like, why are you going to learn how to talk? <laughs> <laughs> You learning how to talk? Like I know. I was like, it's more than that, I promise. Um yeah. so I went to grad school and my first uh graduate degree or graduate like uh, assistantship was with my career center. Okay. Event planning, helping students, helping employers. Uh, I just kind of fell into it and went to New York for a little bit, did a career advising up there, uh, did some social media stuff on the side as a side gig, and then um, came down to Charlotte because New York was killing my soul. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm I've a country boy at heart. I've, I've heard that before. You know, I've heard that the, the plights of New York are pretty pretty difficult to manage on a yeah, day to day I like grass. I yeah. want a tree. And not no matter what anyone says, Central Park is not real it is all man-made <laughs> i'm like this is not real grass yeah yeah it's just <laughs> plastic like, trees just a big yeah. green turf in the middle of, of new york city well cool man um so career career advisement job seekers market and all, all of the above and all, all these interesting details now um are you do you spend a lot of time just out of curiosity do you do you spend a lot of time pairing students with employers or with employers to students or all the above um, so it depends. So uh, tr- traditionally, people's idea of a career center is a placement office, right? So sure. 
Career centers will place students with us. So we do not place. Uh, most career centers have done a lot of branding to be like, the word placement is a bad word. Right. Um, so what we do is we really help with the branding strategy okay. and the connections. So everything from doing career mixing events, um, asking our employers what, empl what types of students are you looking for, um, and then we connect it. So traditionally we'll see a lot of employers say, we're looking for business students. Whenever a lot of the positions they're hiring for could also take in psychology, communications, other liberal arts traditionally mm -hmm. um, majors. And so what's really cool is we kind of help expand employers' thoughts about the skill sets they need. Um, but then we also ask our students, hey, what employers do you want to work with? They always give the big name brands, of course. but then we ask them for types of employers, right? Yeah. So, or types of company cultures. And then that way, when we're talking with employers, we can get a little bit more like, oh, the, most students are looking for a company that gives back to the community. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is we'll go out and when, as I'm talking to new employers, I'll be like, oh, like, do you guys do anything to give back to the community? Because that's more information I can use to educate students. Yeah. Do you find that just on, kind of to piggyback on that topic, yeah. do you find that you end up pairing students a lot of times with the values of a company? So not just the position or the job title, but oh. maybe maybe the values. Is it me? It's me! I, I, I broke a rule. No, it's me. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's Dude, you. I never broke oh. a rule. Everybody boo If Chris this was my boo, 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 if this was my class, Chewbacca I would make boo. him get up and Chewbacca I would make him answer it. 10 push-ups. <laughs> Chewbacca says boo, boo. Hello, is this Chewbacca? Luke Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> How do you boo as Chewbacca? Can you do that? Ooh, I don't know. He tried. He tried. He tried. I have to figure it out. No, but in that ring, I found the I found the title of this podcast though: "How to Be Attractive to Interns and 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 New uh, New Hires." Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's probably it, a good one. One one thing that's really interesting about career advisement counseling to me is that is that you're handling B two B and B two C at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. You know, you're handling employer to employee, and you're handling handling employee to employer at the mm -hmm. same time, and so. You're that you're that interim. So before we were so rudely interrupted by Penguin Man over My here. My feelings are hurt. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Luke Skywalker was trying to return. Hey, hey, hey! It was... Thank you. You Jedi. just completely broke me there. I, I was starting to think about like a Return of the Jedi joke type of thing, and then it was just it just fell apart. It all fell apart. So um, with you know pairing the employee to the employer, mm -hmm. um, how often do you find that you, you try to match people's values together? Is there anything that goes into that type of thing? Or maybe even the way that people think? Yeah, man, actually, so um, something that people can check out, it's called Universum. Okay. Um, it's U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-U-M. And okay. it's a survey done with thousands of students across mm -hmm. the uh, country, um, asking them what makes them attractive or what makes employers attractive to them, what they're looking for an employer. And the, one of the coolest things I love is um, most students are looking for employers that deal in th values more. Mm -hmm. um, so no matter what major, no matter if they're going into a, be a programmer or if they're going to work in nonprofit as a developer, um, all students want to be a part of a company that wants to make a difference. Yeah. So, and that can be everything from like, oh, we offer 10 hours of paid leave to go volunteer in the community, or we help sponsor a local Girl Scout troop, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. They want to see that a company is more aware of the community as a whole. Um, and so that's one of the major things we see students looking for, no sure. matter what they're looking at, which is really cool to see. It um, is. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you find, and this is just strictly out of curiosity once again, but I know that there used to be a, a it seems like in the, early 2000s mm -hmm. and maybe into the 2010s a little bit, um, there was a there was a huge shift in corporate cultures to recruit new employees based on personality archetypes, like doing Myers-Briggs personality tests and stuff like that. Do you guys do anything with that stuff or is that just completely defunct? 
So we definitely do assessments, um, depending on what the student's really looking for. So like the Myers-Briggs MBTI, we'll usually do that with juniors and seniors, maybe wanting to learn a little bit more about what careers are a good match for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have something that I really love. It's called um, Clifton Strengths Finder. Um, okay. It really focuses in on student strengths and how they can utilize those. It's what they like to say, manage around weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, so it really empowers a student with what they do well. Mm -hmm. and where they can apply that to their career. So I'm more of a fan of that one. I mean, MBTI, I think, has its place. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's definitely a business thing, but I've seen a lot more people do the Clifton strengths now, and they'll even add their top, like, five strengths to their resume, which is really cool. That is neat. Yeah. That, that's, that's good stuff. So um, <clears throat> not to completely shift gears on you here, but at UNC Charlotte, you also, for a time, managed the inclusivity and diversity yeah. um, career what would you call it? What would you Inclusivity call it? mixer. Yeah. So it's like okay. a cocktail mixer type of vibe. Yeah. And it was on campus and, and you had drinks there or? On campus, yeah. but we had mocktails. Mocktails? Yeah. Oh, no. oh so. boy. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, so <laughs> parties I don't go to. Yeah. 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 That's, you that's, would come to my mocktail party. It is that's, awesome. Yeah. That's that's where recent I'll Christian have a little, end have up. A little tucked in the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a firm believer in flasks. But um, so. With with all that stuff, what? Tell me a little bit about that. So, what got you into doing that, and then um, what was that experience like, and and what did that bring to the UNC Charlotte community? Sure. So, I mean, UNCC when I got there about ooh, be four years ago in June, mm -hmm. um, June twenty twenty. Um, but I noticed there was no specific diversity career programming that was happening. At least mm -hmm. not a large event that employers could come to, students could come to, mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Um, so we came up with a mixer and. It's usually around 30 to 40 employers, um, a little over 200 students from a variety of backgrounds. Now, the way we define diversity at UNC Charlotte, and I, I wanted to do this personally, where it was like we talk about religion, political beliefs, um, age. Like we try to be all-encompassing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really cool program where students can get together with employers, and we put employers through screening that I go through and basically stalk everything they have about them online. Oh, yeah. I look at Glassdoor. I look at LinkedIn. I look at um, their non-discrimination policies. Um, so that way, when students are coming in, they know that we've done some vetting, uh, which is not common, honestly, for most career diversity events across um, career centers. Um, but also, um, we help our employers. Right. Most employers like, right, you don't know the experiences that you're not seeing or that you're not a part of on a day to day. Um, so that's where I step in. I'm like, hey, if you want to increase these applicants, then you should maybe look into doing these certain things on your website mm -hmm. or your uh, non or what is it? Non-discrimination policy, those types of things. There yeah. You, go. you should be a diversity consultant for large corporations. Dude. I have been told that. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good at basically All everything you do I do. Is put you're, you're pretty good at everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, just Except put an booing is Chewbacca. Booing is Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. That's my resume. That's the one. Put an LLC on the end of it and give me 10%. There you go. There you go. We'll just do We'll just do a little bit of kickback. A little bit of kickback. You know, it is what it is. I'll give you a little bit of kickback. All right. All right. We can, we can, we might, we might be discussing some business over lunch here in a minute. Um, so with with all this diversity things, I mean, um, one of the things you were speaking about, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'll just kind of, you know, set the set the ball up on the tee here for you. But um, what are employers looking for, and why are they looking for that? So uh, just to kind of tee it up a little more for you, um, one of the things that you were that you were talking about was how um, employers are really looking for first first year or first uh, gen. first gen first yep. gen students, um, and then you know Christian brought up a great point of you know, hiring people on their talent versus the the demographic. Mm -hmm. But, you know, your counter argument, which I think is very strange, was was how 
certain people that match certain demographics, like, you know, for example, a female in computer engineering or mm -hmm. something might feel a little overwhelmed with that, with that presence. So, um, can you explain a little bit about that and, and how that all plays into what you do, especially with the inclusivity and the, the demographic diversity differences? Sure. And I, I agree. I love what Christian brought up, kind of like thinking through like hiring on that skill set. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely still the name of the game. Right. You have to have the skill sets like to make it happen in the world of your work. Um, so what we kind of do is we take into account like, you know, traditionally um, technology careers are heavily male. They're heavily white definitely, male. Definitely. Um, so it's thinking through like, is that space um conducive to other people's life experiences mm -hmm. or other people's um, understanding of the world. Sure. And so thinking through like, okay, if you're going to be a female now on a team of seven guys, like what does that look like? Yeah. Um, whenever you're the only female and your experiences are completely different. So what we try to do is um, make students feel more comfortable and show like, you know, while that might've been the case, like there are employers out there who have employee resource groups. Mm -hmm. um, and that really helps to make it feel, feel more welcoming, like you can apply here. Because mm -hmm. honestly, the hard part is getting people to apply sometimes. Sure. Um, and that's what we kind of try to do is to think through those different areas, give um, employers the branding tools, because there's a lot of employers doing cool stuff around diversity um, and being a welcoming space. Um, and I know like, I feel like now, especially like with like this idea of a snowflake yeah. and everything, like it's easy to be like, oh, it's just snowflakes, being snowflakes, being yeah. like, all sensitive. Being sensitive. But it's kind of like, I want to know, like, you know, even me as like a gay guy, like I want to know, like I can go into a space and be myself and like just with you guys today, I've talked to my boyfriend and stuff, but I sure. feel super comfortable, right? Yeah. With, with two heterosexual guys. Yeah. And I think that's what, yeah, is that's the, what it should be. Exactly. That's, that's the way, the way I wish be. it was, period. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple person. Like I like it just. Yeah, you be, are. Real simple. I like it just to be chill, man. Like <laughs> Minus his like, shirt. My <laughs> like my argument with you earlier was, not even an argument really, my, my thought earlier was the fact that I just wish everybody could be completely hired off skill set mm -hmm. and just not look at anything else. Totally. Like that's how simple I like things. Mm -hmm. that's, that's I mean, that's how I am. But like you said, it's just not like that. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, there, there's true. a lot of uh, a dominance uh, amongst certain certain you know demographic uh, qualifiers in different fields. And I mean, I think the mm -hmm. computer engineering female is probably the best example of that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there the I'd love to see the statistics on that. There's probably one female in that field for every 50 males or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, it's probably Sadly, ridiculous. Sadly, on this diversity and minority stuff, though, um, there there's some major research behind the pass rate of the people that are let in with lower SAT scores and stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually being way lower, like dropout rates being up as high as 50 and 60% because they're let in with a 1,200 when everybody else is let in with a 1,400. Interesting. So they're literally on a bell curve of 14 <laughs> yeah. trying to survive. So you mean like like people are being let in uh, like at this college? Like for example, that I don't remember the exact college, but at this uh -huh. X college, it was the average the average Asian uh, Asian American was let in with like a fourteen something, uh -huh. and then the average African American was let in with a twelve something. Uh, um, I see. And then the average white male was let in with like a fourteen ten. Mm -hmm. um, so they have all these people around them that were scoring two hundred points higher on an SC, SAT, and then you have the minority Just in the diversity with twelve hundred. Yeah. yeah. How do you survive in that atmosphere? It's yeah. true, and that's where like a lot of college campuses are trying to kind of help supplement those areas where people have not have been a, had access 
to different, um, you know, tutoring things or after school programs. Yeah. So colleges are really stepping up now to do things. Yeah. So like even our first generation college students. So that's a really big hiring thing for employers. Cause honestly, that's one reason I sell UNCC so well to employers. We have 40% first gen that mm -hmm. grit and problem solving that you have to have a lot of the times as a first gen, when you're kind of figuring out college and career all yeah. on your yeah. own. Um, that's actually a cool thought. So yeah. like, what if everybody who was let in on a like minority slash diversity, uh, mm -hmm. scholarship or, or rating system, they took them through like a t tutoring program before they actually like, like they had to be a part of a tutoring program to yeah. get launched in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That might help. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, think about it. All of us have different parts of our identities. And I think that's what I love about diversity. I actually don't like the word diversity. I mm -hmm. feel like it's kind of just like played out and it's a buzzword. <laughs> yeah. And it I'm is. like, For sure. um, inclusivity is more mine because a company can also be diverse, right? I can have a representation of everybody that I want at a company, but including them, right? They might be at the table, but are they allowed to talk? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like inclusion is more my thing. Yeah. Um, but all of us have parts of our identity that make us diverse. And like unique. you have three like females, but they're all, yeah, you have three females, <laughs> but they're all assistants. Yeah, all yeah. assistants or you know, on typewriters or whatever Mad Men type experience. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's a real thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's an interesting thing. I will I will speak to UNC Charlotte as that is my alma mater, mm -hmm. and uh, Nathan was a first gen as well. So oh, really? my, one of my best friends in the world. I promise you, he doesn't mind I said his name on here, but. Uh, I played soccer he, with him last night. Yeah, oh, nice. he, uh, you know, he was a first gen student, and one of one of the things that is interesting about UNC Charlotte that I hope we see more in the future mm -hmm. is that a lot of first gen students are given resources about preparing for college, and you know, he was a part of a club that was strictly for first gen students. Like you can't, you couldn't join it unless you were a first gen. Yeah, I think it's called UTOP. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's okay. right. Yep. So UNC Charlotte is the shit, is what we're getting <laughs> at. So, needless to say. So uh, one of the things we like to talk about is technology, you know, uh, forward thinking in the future. So what do you think is done very well on the premise of, I'll call it career matching with uh, students mm -hmm. uh, at UNC Charlotte? And what do you think uh, can be improved upon? Or if you're not comfortable saying improvement, what do you think um, could is something that could happen that that might make it a little better for everybody type of thing? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think something we're doing really well right now is um, tailoring the experience of career development to mm -hmm. students. And that helps employers, right? So we do things called like career meetups at UNCC, where, which are short 30 minute sessions, information sessions are dead. So if you're thinking about yeah. doing an information session that you experienced in college, those are dead. Students yeah. don't come to them anymore. Like yeah. here's a brochure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a brochure. Here's our like 30 minute PowerPoint. Yeah. They're Go sleeping and, and everybody's on their phone and the, you know, yeah, they just don't care. So now what we do is we do very specific. So it's just like mm -hmm. they can tailor their phone to their experience of life. Sure. We tailor their career experience. So like we do stuff, these career meetups are like, saving animals with your accounting degree where we bring in an accountant from like Greenpeace to talk about how he uses his accounting degree to help animals and all that stuff. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So like niched all, to, all day. Very, sure. yes. <laughs> yeah. So we might only get five students there, but I like to call them fireside chats. That might yeah. be five students, but those are five students that are really interested in what you're doing. Three of yeah. you are probably going to apply for this position minimum. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. You talk yeah. about the, the higher reception rate. Are there any uh, lunch and learns and stuff like that, or people don't really care about those either? We do lunch and learns still. We 
just had yeah. an artist in residence the other day uh, doing lunch learn during like the tornadoes that were happening around Charlotte. Oh, students still came. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, Brave man. Students. We, do, we, we, we like rock it out. We do mock interviews where employers can hire students through them. We do tabling around campus. We get employers into classrooms. So we're really doing a lot of really cool programming. UNC Charlotte, I would argue, is one of the best career centers in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's a big thing to our leadership who has allowed us to try things, go out in the community, be innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think where career centers across the spectrum are going to struggle hardcore, especially in the future, is the um, bringing in of technology yeah. into the recruiting process. We're already seeing that um, through like artificial intelligence in sure. recruiting, um, like things like Hire View and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. interviewed by CNN Business a few weeks ago about this, and it's a program that's cool. It can help with a lot of like entry level sales marketing careers mm-hmm. where they have to go through so many applicants because it measures their eye contact and they're smiling. Oh, geez. And the that's types sketch. of words they use. And then it gives them here are your best candidates based off the criteria. Oh, my you God. It's, it's kind of really scary. bad. It is. Scary. Like, and what does that do to a first generation student who maybe smile has issues? Times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. like what kills me, I'm like, but you can't read the heart. Like, right, in sales, yeah. it takes heart, and it takes, yeah. like, a certain person. And you, that's something you read off of somebody. Yeah. I'll, never Chris, be, I'll never be that guy. Christian's yeah. drooling over there. You're, you're literally complimenting <laughs> yeah. his, his part of work. He's talking about sales and, and the importance of sales. The, the, the idea of managing a, a salesperson, really, is make them feel like they're, most, they're the most important person on the planet. Because that's why, they are. That's why we rock. That's why uh, we got it. Christian, there you're you the are. most important person on the planet. I want that shirt. You By the way, that's shirt. <laughs> but he doesn't know where he got it from, so nope. it doesn't help us yeah. at nope. all. No, nope. I'm gonna Google Pig shirt. I got, I got it from the North Pole. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This podcast, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a side by side with, with Matthew's headshot, and then the other side is just gonna be a penguin. You notice uh, they're wearing? No, actually, <laughs> yes. I'm actually thinking you're a penguin or whatever. Oh, you notice he's wearing? You notice he's wearing skis, right? A, a ski penguin. A ski penguin. You know that makes snow skiing even cooler. He's a multi-talented penguin. Yeah. Well, the multi. Oh my god! <laughs> um, what one of the things we were talking about earlier is uh, the processing of data. So you were oh, talking yeah. about the and that. That's just what I, triggered my mind. The um, talking about the AI stuff. That the AI stuff's really scary to me because mm-hmm. um, I mean it's easier for us to communicate with one another with cell phones, text message, and social media and everything else. But it seems like we're used. We're losing a lot of human connection. Mm. And um, I mean, I, I can't tell you if. For example, if I was interviewing you for a position, and he would hire me, yeah, I would hire you for sure. <laughs> like after the Chewbacca That's why war, I was asking what you do like, with social media. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 right, hey, 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 side hustle, <laughs> lunch meeting. So, yes. um, so you know, I might be able to read the fact that that you're nervous or not acting mm-hmm. yourself, or or hell, maybe you just had a rough night or something. You know, I mean, or maybe you had trouble getting here. It's snowing outside. There's yeah. there's a lot of environmental factors that and that that is what scares me a little bit about particularly the ai learning technology and stuff um one of the things we we're talking about earlier was your career center at unc charlotte has a data uh person i mm-hmm. guess you yeah. said and so you're you're able to give would-be employers and businesses some information about who attends these events mm-hmm. um, can you touch on the value of that a little bit as well Sure. So we have first our institutional research at UNCC, which kind of gives us breakdowns of majors, enrollment, um, identity, different identities, gender, race, those types of things. Um, So we can break that down for employers when they start recruiting with us. And then if they do an event with us, um, we have an awesome data team. How how specific is is that information? I mean, is Mm -hmm. it just like your, you know, 30 year old white male? I mean, 
I mean, is it? Yeah, it's very it's very generic. Yeah, yeah. So I was so, wondering if there was any any interest thing like that. Like, for example, mm-hmm. what political party you might be affiliated with, or um, no, any yeah, nothing stuff. like that. Um, so the data that we pretty much gather will be the numbers of students sure. um, in the major, uh, what their breakdown is by gender, their breakdown by um, class year, so anywhere from freshman to senior, graduate mm-hmm. student, yada yada, and then also um, breakdown of ethnicity. Yeah. So it kind of breaks down those lines. Those tend to because that's information that School they gather. Clubs or none of that or none of that. Okay. So institutional research will pull data based on just the students who are enrolled. So yeah. that's, those are questions that are on enrollment forms. Gotcha. Um, but there's a lot of questions that are not on enrollment forms. Political parties, um, gender identity, sexual orientation, all those things are really just normally going to end up being self-disclosed sure. if a student Definitely. wants to disclose them, um, which is why whenever if an employer wants to work with a certain group, we'll reach out to student orgs based mm-hmm. on identities or interests question. and stuff. So that's kind of how we get those people connected. Um, now, and that the same thing goes for like when we're looking at students attend events, we, we have the same basic information. So like we can tell them like all, you know, these amount of majors attended. That's what more employers are interested in is like what majors attended my event and how many students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Because they're hiring for internships at a junior level. So, like, if they're getting a ton of freshmen, well, that wasn't a very successful event, even if they had 100 students there. Sure. Right? It's a good branding thing overall, but maybe not for the direct hiring they need at that moment. But that's where career centers, we step in, we try to help direct target marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have career communities, which helps, which students opt into through Hire a Niner, which is where students can go and apply for jobs, internships. Employers can create a free account, post as many jobs and internships as they'd like. Um, but what we do with Hire Niner is students choose a career community. So it could be, uh, what we've seen a really cool thing is like our IT majors, our computer science majors mm-hmm. actually opt into the, um, social impact nonprofit and education career community. Huh. So any employer that is hiring for that's doing something on campus or that's hiring, they will get an email blast about that, about what they're doing. So that's where those like. Yeah. niche events really come yeah. in handy. I got. Uh, I don't know if this is part of this, but I got invited to do a uh, next year. I got invited to do a. Uh, it's like a, either a half or a full day workshop at App All to right. teach digital marketing uh, to the mar- to the marketing. Um, I guess majors or something or like that. Yeah. Cool. And basically, I got invited. Is that part of that? Like. So, so the the thing that employers will run into that will probably be a headache is every single system does it like differently. Every yeah. school is different. Mm-hmm. Sounds similar though. Like schools are moving towards this idea of bringing in professionals to teach. Let's face it. Like you get a marketing degree today, it's like ten years behind for sure. <laughs> and that is across. The sad part is, is across majors. Mm-hmm. Is I hear that from employers, and I've heard it from alumni. Yeah. They're like, "Well, it was a helpful like X, Y, and Z, but." I mean, I did you learn your digital marketing it. skills in college? No. Now, what's relevant in today? Press yeah. release? No, no. Yeah. Uh, paper? No. You know, right. I can I can honestly <laughs> tell you that I did learn some digital marketing techniques in college because I was I was the uh, programming, aka party chair for my fraternity. Ah, <laughs> so, so legitimately, like I, I was on that OG Facebook, that oh. old school students only oh, throwing yes. throwing events and stuff. When you, you were would, chatting that. back in the day, dude, I'm I'm like an OG facebook man i i'm that's the that's the but you never took a class on it ever no you still won't take a class on it unless it's brought in by some ceo teaching it right that's why app invited me because they don't have a class on it yeah (laughs) it's it's interesting and one of i mean one of the things is um i was listening to joe rogan's podcast and he was talking about how we we have run into this thing in the last particularly 10 years where we went from a very small percentage of the population having a smartphone that worked Mm. to a ton of us if not all of us having some form of a smartphone. 
I mean, we can look up just about anything on, you know, in a second on our phones. And so we see all these effects that there's no way we could have prepared for. One of them, for example, is how a chiropractor, talk to any chiropractor and ask them about text message neck. It's where everybody's looking down oh, into yeah. their phones. Yeah. And so everybody's developing neck problems because your neck's supposed to have an upward upward uh, angle to it. So, all of us can now stretch yeah, out our necks. Like, oh, yeah, thanks a lot, Reese. <laughs> or, or you could talk about how they even people, have a, there, there's even a market for those little beepers now. It yeah. beeps at you when you get when your neck when you oh, lean yeah, over. Yeah, the posture they posture correctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. like nineteen bucks. Somebody's somebody's a millionaire. Yeah, no uh, kidding. <laughs> it's it's very interesting thing. I mean, you know, especially as it adapts and and it's just going so fast. Um, I mean, Christian and I took a social media course two years ago, mm. and probably only about thirty percent of it's applicable nowadays. I mean, oh, yeah. everything's changed. All the interfaces have changed. All of the all of the targeting things have changed. Um, one of the big things that came out was like special ad categories. And so if you were a real estate agent a year ago and you were marketing on social media, you were crushing it. Yeah. And now you just have to jump through all kinds of hoops and stuff. There's to, literally no way a college can keep up with the educational system of marketing. It's yeah. impossible. Like there's no way. Like I'd almost think y'all need to start subcontracting that stuff out mm -hmm. to marketing companies. Like say, hey, I'm going to pay y'all a retainer slide it slide the marketing people to a class or something mm -hmm. because like it's just everything's new every year something new every yep. six it's, months it's, something it's new. hard especially for if you're teaching if teaching is your full-time gig right it's yeah. hard to keep up with all mm -hmm. the things that are happening definitely I don't know how you would yeah, yeah. it's it's, um, it's really difficult and that's um i see a lot of our professors in our communications program too who um they're seeing the value Mm -hmm. in bringing in professional development and courses and mm -hmm. requiring students to take them. Yeah. So that way they're bringing in people all the time from outside business yeah. or from outside the university who are working in the industry to teach them on topics, Yeah. Um, which is so valuable. I mean, and sadly, not all majors are jumping on that bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And that's where it worries me that a lot of majors that really do have good things to offer students in different areas if they're not able to show, I mean, cause let's face it in the end, if people go to college, which college isn't for everyone, but if people mm -hmm. go to college, they want to make more money. Like yeah. learning is awesome, yeah. but they want to make more money. And I think there's, there is this disconnect for one, what students need to know to be successful. Um, but also like knowing that like a career is a part of this. Mm -hmm. It's not just learning. Yeah. Um, and I, th I like to think of like, you know, with marketing and social media, like I tell my students, I'm like, you need to have a side hustle. I was like, and it's the Darwinism of careers. If mm -hmm. you cannot fluctuate and move and keep zigzag, learning. you have to keep learning. Yeah, yeah. you will not make that's, it. <laughs> uh, that's why our uh, our campaign managers we uh, we give them raises based off like level of certifications, oh. like trusted certifications that we believe in that only focus on digital marketing. We have them learn them, and as soon as they pass the certification, they get a raise. Pass certification, get a raise, and it's like unlimited. Because mm -hmm. because I believe if you're literally if you're if you're knowledgeable, I want you to be. I want to hire you, and I want you to be smarter than me in campaign management because I want to, I want you to bring ideas to me. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to give you ideas and manage this and delegate this and do all this. I hire you because I think you're smarter than me at this and I want you to continue to be smarter than me at this. <laughs> yes. I mean mm -hmm. that but that's the way and that's the way it should be done, right? Like mm -hmm. I wish there was more um emphasis across universities and across um higher education in general of this idea of like we should be rewarding like students who are getting um a lot more internships yep. or who are working part-time in their industry or in their profession they want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's just not that way. Higher ed, it, it needs to grow with like what employers need mm -hmm. and also with the way things have changed. Right. Mm -hmm. And that means past like 
the idea of like, we're going to offer online classes. And I'm yeah. like, well, that's nice. But like, yeah. I mean, I teach yeah. online classes, so I love it. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like, there, there has to be a lot more information that mm-hmm. like students need to have in order to be successful. I have a lot of students who come to me and they're like, well, I was told that I could get this job, but I wasn't told that I needed to have an internship. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have an internship and I'm a senior and I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, we, you're going to have to take an internship or something lower paid when you graduate then. Yeah. You're probably not going to like this, uh, but I think Uh-oh. that – Here's the I was talking about. We'll, we'll see. So, so honestly, I think after like a, a year or two, after they learn their like – if they learn their grammar skills on a higher level and they learn how to type and they learn their basic functions, I think at the year one, year two, people finally decide what they actually want to do, right? And then I think that's going to turn into like directed internships. Like no college education past that point. You want to do marketing? Great. We're going to get you an internship with VaynerMedia. And you're going to go and learn everything about that. And then they're going to come out of that knowing exactly what they want to do and how to do it. And then they're going to start. And they're going to be ready to go. I, I told you this. I love VaynerMedia, by the way. <laughs> yeah, what? I love VaynerMedia, by the way. I used yeah, to work yeah. with them in New York. Yeah, and they're that awesome. With awesome. Anything. Like, and that is only thing it doesn't work with is like is like doctors and stuff like that. Because yeah. they have to have their base. They have to have their like strong base level of education so they can make their own White decisions. White collar professions and, in general. And help. Mm. But all these other, everything else almost, like PMI, marketing, campaign managers, CMO, it doesn't even matter what you want to do. Literally, internship. Are you telling me that a college can educate Bobby better than VaynerMedia can on digital mm-hmm. marketing? Yeah. And I definitely see that. So I, I see both sides. So this is where I kind of stand. Like, as a first gen and all that stuff, and my, just my experience dealing with students, mm-hmm. there are some students who definitely are ahead of the game, right? Yeah. I work with a junior right now, and he blows my mind with his ability to simultaneously create Instagram and social media posts Mm -hmm. that have the company's flavor and brand to them, but a cohesive brand that fits within the career center. It's really impressive. Yeah. Um, And he has learned that through, I think most of it is just kind of what you have, right? And it just Mm -hmm. needs to be perfected a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are other students I've worked with who are just like, they have to work at it more and they have to really try more. Um, And see, I think that's where like, like an internship while it's helpful, um, I hate to say it, but I feel like I've seen a lot of the times employers will be like, well, they're just not working out mm-hmm. as opposed to it's real. Cause it's going to take a lot of time to teach them. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, they're not working out, which AKA might mean that they don't have the skill sets they're looking yeah. for. So that's where like, I think some of that stuff really comes in handy and not to mention the problem solving. Like if you're taking a class, like one class I took was superheroes in us media. You're like, what the hell? Sweet. What awesome. does that have to do with anything? That's right. Cool. But it was a calm class. And what it did is we would look at films and be like, um, we watched Hancock, and it was like, what oh, does yeah. Hancock say about um, black black exploitation? What does it say about marketing? Um, let's look at the breakdown of the box office. So, like that type of stuff is where we look at the marketing of it, and we look at like why certain things work. And we could definitely learn that through VaynerMedia. Mm-hmm. But is VaynerMedia going to have a whole like let's look at back at mm-hmm. past box office box offices to see what future people might spend? Yeah, you know? I don't know. Uh, Gary uh, Gary V made a point on this. He said that he thinks it's going to be a reverse paid internship. So like instead of the company paying the intern, they think the intern the intern or some kind of government subsidy is going to pay the company to actually have a training program. That's possible. And yeah. yeah, I could I mean I could see something like that happening. Um, companies, I mean, companies are paying to go to college campuses now. Mm-hmm. Um, like but Allstate I, comes to UNCC. But we know, like in our, like hiring people, we've noticed if if somebody doesn't have like some sort of degree mm-hmm. or some base level degree. Like they're just their productivity is just so much lower, mm. and it's just like the base level skills, like typing, like that's one. grammar, 
typing kills us. Like if you mm-hmm. if you type twenty words a minute, like yeah. like you literally are. Yeah. If you're, you're the best at everything, you're now one third as fast as your neighbor. Yeah. Like, yeah. It it is interesting. I mean, there's no denying. Nobody could deny that that our current system of education is quite antiquated, and it 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 needs a lot of a lot of help. Um, yeah. And especially as quickly as the as the world is turning and all the all the new pieces that come into play. I mean, maybe maybe the internships. You know, the Gary's idea of having somebody pay to essentially get on the job experience or some type of trade experience. Um, I mean, maybe that's the future. Maybe it, maybe it's a little bit more communal. So instead of you know, having a lecture hall with with a hundred students facing a professor and the professor is talking, you know, maybe it maybe it's a little bit more of sharing experiences or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I do think that due to how yeah. large our universities are, the the system will take a long time. Think to Think about the communication there yeah. too. Like, if it's reverse paid and y'all are paying companies to do that, now they're communicating with the college campus to make yeah. sure the requirement level education is more up to date. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, the companies are finally, are actually giving you the up-to-date information y'all need to keep your curriculum up-to-date on all these pieces because they yeah. want them to be hit the requirements so that they're successful in the internship program. Yeah. Totally. And I've seen what, so what we do at the Career Center is we kind of help bridge a little bit where we try to, like, be like, this is what we see from employers and what they're asking for, and this is what they say that they're maybe struggling in. Yeah. Um, so what we're starting to see is, like, newer programs that are being greenlit by the state for mm-hmm. UNCC. Um, they're integrating employers and talking to employers. Um, and I think a lot of it, like, I don't know if, like, us, I don't know if a university ever paying would honestly happen just because yeah. the desire for talent is so there and they're starving for some of these areas like data analytics, mm-hmm. a lot of your computer science, um, engineering. They're just kind of starving for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're so excited to be a part of, like, creating the curriculum with um, faculty. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, the hard part is, is like what UNC Charlotte does is going to be completely different from what Chapel Hill does. Yeah, it's going to be completely, standardization. Yeah, and it's just it needs to be a little more like standardized. And the places I think that, you know, and I mean I work for a university, but I'm waiting for the bubble to burst on higher education. Of like, there's too many. Yeah, universities and colleges. Like, what's going to happen? And I think the ones that are going to succeed are going to be the ones that be like they've integrated career development with curriculum with employers, yeah. and that's the ones that are going to succeed because they're going to sure. have the best job and higher rates. And you yeah. also have a lot of micro and macro influencers fighting against y'all right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you get you get a lot of you get a lot of YouTube videos about how college isn't worth it and stuff. Um, my last comment for the day will be: um, I think it is very unfortunate that there exists a huge disconnect between employer and employee mm. in the interim space, which is higher education of any type, whether it's undergrad, grad school. Um, it, it's really a shame because one of the biggest travesties of internships is that the students, although they are inexperienced, they're giving their time and they're not compensated for it. So you get experience, which might make you better for the next job, but in the meantime, what you're suffering and working working at the fast food restaurant down the street or whatever else. Totally. I mean, there's only so much time in the day. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we get going here, let's all give, uh, I forgot to give one of my favorite people in the world a shout out, Mr. David Woodruff with Genesis Film TV, our videographer. Give him a hand. <laughs> we love you. We Jimmy, love you. gave some love. Ma- Matthew, <laughs> Matthew French, our guest today, the career superstar superhero at UNC Charlotte. Um, I always like to ask somebody a really funny, uh, silly question before we get off air here, but... This is going to be my funny question for you. So if you were going to be a character in Star Wars that's not Chewbacca, who do you choose and why? Oh, okay. I'm going to go. <laughs> now and I'm like, oh, now I'm a little oh. bit. Um, I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. I, mean, I think I would choose the little dudes with the, like, what are they called? Ewoks? With the, 
Yeah, that's you would I'd be an be. Ewok. I'd be like, I'd no, be no, like, no, 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 no. You know who you'd be? You'd be Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I'd that like, tongue, like, bro. Be like, ah, ah, Misa. That's like my favorite Risa. character. I forgot all about him. Risa. Oh, look at look at what I got you. I about today. died when he oh. when he struck his tongue out and grabbed that apple. Yeah, I was like, yes. Yeah, yep. I think I'd be Baby Yoda. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet though. Yep, yep. Um, I'm probably gonna go with C3PO. Okay, okay, oh, okay. I like his flamboyancy. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like here for it. I'm yeah. like, there you go. And like, he's a little bit of a worry wart. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he's also not afraid to be like. Inca. Inca. So what are, the, what are the odds he was voiced by a gay man? I don't know. See, I, <laughs> this is the funny part. Like, I think he was. I think he was. Was he? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, so. See? On 100%. Because you, you said you noticed the, flam- the flamboyancy. Yeah. I mean, I just love it. And I'm like, oh, like. As they call it, like, in the communication. They're, they're like encoding on like things. So as a kid, it spoke to me. Chewbacca just sounded more fun. Our guest today, Mr. C3PO. <laughs> Matthew, thank you so much for thank joining us. Thank you, fellas, for having me. I had a fun. It's great.